Welcome to the For the Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hello, you guys. We so hope you're loving this podcast series as much as we are. I love it. I <laughs> love James. I love James Mac so fell much. in love with a boy named James. I did not. You keep saying that. <laughs> and I did not. But if I meet a guy in the next like month and his name is James, I'm going to be like, whoo. That's right. Is it you? You got to declare it. Yes, James. So whoever... You want your husband's name to be just start saying. Anybody it. know any Jameses out there who they could set oh, me up with? Oh shoot! Slide into my DMs. Let's let go. me know. You guys, come on, let's participate in the Lord's work. <laughs> okay, all right. We got an amazing episode. We yes. interviewed Kevin. McQueen. Kevin McQueen. I knew it was that. I didn't think it was that cool. The last name McQueen is like it's such an epic, epic like last so name. So James McQueen is gonna be his name. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. Okay. We're really taking <laughs> yeah. some truth here. Okay. Also, so. because then that go good with Mackenzie McQueen. Mc- Whoa. Whoa. That this is a good is name. getting somewhere. Okay. Kevin McQueen okay. is from Cross Point Church here in Nashville. And we talked all about James 3. Such an encouraging conversation. Right. So many practical so takeaways good. from this. We're really excited about it. We're in week four of our booklets, which we're reading James 3. Remember, get your booklets for the girl.com. It's That's not too right. late. Could you imagine if we were this hilarious when interviewing the podcast guests like the pastors they would run and hide i mean we like really put ourselves together yeah they would run and hide you wow you are welcome wow okay Kevin. okay um we Let's are go. getting ready Let's to praise with ken you know and guys, what are you singing for us this week knocked it out of the park oh was this your best one yet yep oceans oceans throwback hillsong I mean, a classic, a yeah, classic it's not even a throwback. female vocalist lead song. I really wanted to sing the part about the wet, sloppy kiss. But That's the wrong song. Oh, <laughs> it is? That's how he loves. Oh, oh my no goodness. No wonder I didn't show up. I was ready for that. Oh, <laughs> That's hilarious. All, All right, right. Well, let's, let's hear it. Let's worship. Strong to the soft was the, like, really good. The uh, what is that called when you make what's that called? Producer Sam, I don't you know. know. Ad libbing is that what it's called when you like sing? It wasn't an ad lib. Oh no, but that's what the girls doing oh. right. 
and I you were know. singing what she was singing <laughs> yeah oh my goodness that, that was, was so amazing. funny i hope you really got into it like i, I did. need that recorded for me i'm gonna download that yeah. i mean that was i feel like we all do Whew. all right let's do this we okay. got the summer bucket of fun are you love. going first Summer bucket of fun. Here's when the time in the podcast when we answer we questions that are fun and have to do with summertime. Don't be looking at them. I won't. Okay. Here we go. What's your least favorite part of getting ready? Blow drying my hair. Uh, For sure. We talked about this the other day. I hate blow drying my hair. It is so annoying. And yeah. you don't have to do it every day because you can air dry. But my dry hair shampoo. air dried is like really looks like, this is a weird word, but kinky. It's like yeah that's what my hair looks like when same, I dry it. same so I kind of have to blow dry it if I want it to look okay I wish it was the girl that has like that flat silky hair same I, I have know. a lot of friends whose hair is like that and I'm you so do? jealous yeah wow don't be jealous though that's not <laughs> don't be jealous okay good my turn okay oh I'm so glad I got this one uh-oh give the other person your phone and let them scroll through your photo roll oh my gosh I'm nervous what do you have any inappropriate photos in here? No censoring. Okay. That's no fine. censoring. I'm really scared. Okay, here we go. I'm not scared. I mean, Whoa. there's no reason to be scared. <laughs> We've got some really cute selfies. <laughs> uh, Josh was mad at me, so I was sending him a nice photo. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Oh, that's bad That's one. really bad. There's lots of pictures of you and I not from like our photo bad, shoot. Not like bad, bad. That came off like it was like a bad one. There's just like a of, bad photo of my face. Lots of pictures of Jay, our James booklets on here. <laughs> yes. We got some pictures of her and her boyfriend. We got a lot of me and you, right? Yeah, there's a lot of me and that's you on here. That's cute. Aww. A lot. Kobe pictures. That's her dog. That's my dog. Uh-oh. I, I like this artsy picture of your orange, orange peel. peel. You're welcome. That's yeah, good. That is great. I got to find something really <laughs> embarrassing. Peel. Give me a second. No, nothing's embarrassing. Screenshots of your boyfriend. <laughs> his, his sleeping face. Sleeping. Was he really sleeping? He like was so tired of her face. Okay, this is boring. There's nothing juicy okay. in there, guys. I looked for you. Wow. There's nothing good. There you go. She's clean. You heard it here. She's clean. I am clean. <laughs> well, that was fun. I'm, I actually have looked through your <laughs> Wait, phone a lot. check out this photo. This is of Josh. He was mad at me the other night, and I was like, look at your face when you're mad at me. <laughs> this oh, my <laughs> I Why wish you guys could arms see crossed. It. I don't know. It is weird. It it's is actually so weird. funny. Throughout the years of our friendship, we always look at each other's photo rolls. Yeah. Like, I feel like you should on always, honestly, this is something somebody needs to hear. <clears throat> I think it's a good character. Like, like somebody with a good character can hand over their phone at and any just, moment like, you can look through everything like it kind of defines like good character which yeah, is like a strong t statement but you know what I mean I feel like every road trip you're like hand me your phone and you look through all my photos yeah <laughs> it's so fun because yeah. it sparks like fun stories and random things so. I know so okay. fun so wow get your friends phones and look through their photos that's, I guess, what we're saying over here. That's right. Or let or your be the kind of person who, who is an afraid. open book with yes, your phone. That's All good. right. Let's well, get into this episode. Our awesome conversation with Kevin McQueen. So good. Um, guys, we're going to remind you again. Oh if you my haven't gosh. left a review, now is the time. Like, it can literally be three words. You can just send us a code. Right. I love you. Ken's. I love Ken's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. We're going to be looking through them. So, yes. Send us, a, send us some code we messages in there. Stalking. And um, we love you guys. We're All so right. excited that we're setting James 3 this week. Let's and Get in it. Let's do it. 
Kevin, we are so excited to have you on the For the Girl podcast. Did you ever think you would be on a podcast called For the Girl in no, your wildest you know, dreams? Are, you know, there are a lot of there are a lot of things that I've been surprised with over the past couple months <laughs> you know, with, with all that's going on in our world. So, but this is I'll just add this to the list. Yeah, this here you great. are. This yeah, is, you this are. is one. This is one that I'm I'm enjoying. So. Yes, yes. Guest star on For the Girl. We love it. We love it. Yes. Hey, we we're excited you're here. This is actually so fun for us. So, um, Kevin, you're a pastor in the city that we live in, Nashville, Tennessee, and I want you to tell all about your church in a second. But first, we kind of just want to hear a little bit about you. Can you just share a little bit about your you and your family and just who you are for our listeners? Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm, I think I'm 43 years old. I'm somewhere around there. And, uh, and my wife and I, we've been married every 20 years this summer. And, wow. uh, and so we um, we met when we were in high school. Actually, we met in middle school at the movie theater and I was smitten and uh, <laughs> And she was not, and so it just took time, uh, and uh, and so we were friends through uh, through high school. We started dating in college, so we mm. both went to the University of Georgia, um, go dogs, and we ended up like you know just just beginning a relationship that I, mean, I think I just kind of knew, and I think she kind of knew that uh, that it that it was going to be a, yeah. a lifelong relationship. And so we graduated college. It was I started working with my dad, and asked her to uh, asked her to marry me. She was teaching school at the time, and I ended up since it had called a ministry, um, when we got married, she didn't know she was marrying a pastor. And, uh, mm-hmm. so we ended up, she was surprised there. And, uh, but she's just been the most amazing, um, you know, just companion and really, you know, just her gifts and who she is, just, just kind of bringing all that together to the, to the ministry. So for like the past, gosh, it's probably been 18 years. We've been, uh, we've been in ministry, um, together and, uh, and in the local church context. And, um, yeah, so it's been, Remarkable. We were at a church in uh, in the Atlanta area uh, called Twelve Stone Church for about fourteen years, and love that it's a great church. We uh, we love that church, and God ended up calling us up to Nashville, and uh, so we moved our entire family up. We've got four kids. We brought all of them along, and, uh, and so it's wow. been, uh, it's amazing. And and they're uh, they're you know they're sixteen right now, sixteen, fourteen, wow. uh, thirteen. 13 and 11 and uh and so it's uh, it's just the the best time we're we're loving it and yeah. uh and, you know my my daughter raleigh when we moved up here you know it was actually gosh it's about three years ago but when we moved up here she said dad you know when revival comes do we get to after revival comes do we get to go home you know because oh. <laughs> she, oh. like, she believed it but i'm like i love That's your face so sweet. She believes we just yeah. talked about revival and you know now you know we're seeing mm. what what i believe to be you know waves of revival first waves of revival yeah. and so you know it's just kind of like one of those things where raleigh's like hey when revival you know as revival comes i'm not going to want to go home you know so yeah. this has become home over oh. the past three years and they've they've put roots down and made friends and it's been mm. it's just been it's been amazing to see so what god's cool. done so so grateful to be a part of cross point and what god's doing cross point and in the city yeah. um as a whole just so uh, remarkable so. so good tell yeah. us a little bit more about your church cross point what you guys um do and serve here in nashville mm-hmm. Yeah, so I didn't know a whole lot about Crosspoint before we uh, before we moved up. I'd never been to a service before. Um, I just knew that God had called, you know, kind of in the secret place. I had a little prayer room down in the basement, and uh, and felt like God was saying, "I want you." Guys. I knew they needed a pastor, and I was praying for him to find a pastor because I had a sister uh, in law wow. and a brother in law that lived in the city, and I knew if they were going to go to a church, it'd be a church like Crosspoint. You know, we yeah. just yeah. a lot of you know a lot of 
it's just rocking kind of church and just yeah. like this great energy. And I knew knew a little bit enough to pray for them, Father Pastor. I just felt like God's saying, I want you to go. So I told Ree, shared it with Ree, prayed about it for a while. And we just didn't tell anybody. And my prayer was, God, if you want me to go there, you'll have to have them come get me. I mean, that's a big door. I'm not going to knock on it. I don't know if yeah. I have what it takes. You know, so for about three months, prayed that. And one day I got a text that they wanted to talk. And nobody had ever taught me about being a lead so pastor crazy. before. Wow. So, you know, and so it was just, and I could tell, it would take, it would take all of our time to tell the story. But, but God made it real clear to, to, to the both of us, to, to me and Marie, that, Mm. That God wanted us to to move up here. We needed that. We needed that confidence, you know, in His lead, and because uh, we drew courage and faith from knowing, you know, that that it was what He had for us. And yeah. so we came up here, and I mean, just amazing church. The church was just, you know, had been through a transition about ten months without a lead pastor, and in many ways ready to go. But then at the same time, just you know, just saying, okay, God, where are you leading us? What do you want us to do? And has yeah. just built. There's such a there's in the church. It's just such a heart for serving the the city and community. I mean, there's just a heart for you know for the refugees and for mm-hmm. um, for serving the most vulnerable. And then also like you know disaster relief. Whenever there's a crisis, you know, just see the heart of the church to serve. And then it's yeah. been remarkable to see over the past couple of years just a real heart for prayer. Yeah. That's been um, you know I've become real good friends with Dave Clayton who pastors at Ethos and just Dave's heart for revival and heart for heart mm-hmm. for prayer. We just just felt like we were brothers from different mothers that, you know, <laughs> that it, we, were, we were supposed to link up. And so it's just, yeah. I've, I've drawn so much strength and encouragement. You know, and I, I would just say that when God puts something on your heart, he's usually putting it on somebody else's mm. heart, you know, around you. So look for those people mm-hmm. that you don't have to carry the passion. You don't have to carry that burden. Uh, alone, but to, you know, to, because man, it makes it so much better when you get to rejoice to have somebody to call and get to share yeah, a story with. It's so true. much better when you just have the worst day, you know, that you yeah. just call somebody and say, man, this is really hard. And they say, it's hard for me too. You know, so I just, yeah. I, I've, I've, I've just been so blessed by that friendship and, and, so and by, cool. by what God's doing in the church and in the city. Mm-hmm. Just feels like a real, real special time to be here. Yeah. yeah. Man, you and Dave are friendship goals over there. That's right. <laughs> I know. Me and Mac are looking at each other <laughs> like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> one time, Dave and I were talking, we like, man, I think we talk on the phone like middle school girls. Uh. I think we do. I think we call. We call each so other. But Dave. But Dave's got a—he's got an old flip phone, and so, oh, uh, so gosh, I think it's out, of, it's out of—it's out of mercy that I call him. I don't want to make him text yeah, on that thing. You know? that's, that's yeah, that's so true. But we love Cross yeah, Point. We seriously, do. it's yeah. so crazy to see the impact that church has had on this city. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's incredible. A big church, and you guys are reaching so many people, especially people that are you know walking in church doors for the first time, yeah. which is like the most beautiful place to meet people. It's yeah. just so crazy mm-hmm. cool. I mean, I remember when I I moved here. From um, Los Angeles when I came to college and Crosspoint was like the first thing on my mind. I same, was like, same. and how cool that you guys can be that for yeah. a city, like a place to be home in a, in a big so city. Cool. So, so, so yeah. cool. You know, it's, it's been, it's been wild. Uh, you, do we have time for a quick story? Yeah, of yeah. course. Um, yeah. You, you know, we've always, we always kind of say like, as a t- I get here and they go, Hey, we want to be the kind of church that when the girl who maybe is a Christian, but like has this guy that she, you know, that maybe she likes, but she's like, I don't know where he's at in faith where she can invite him, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, I was like, well, you know, I, I guess that's okay. That, that'll, that would be <laughs> okay. great. I yeah. mean, I guess if she brings him to church, you know, not, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying missionary dating is the way to go, but I'm like, man, if she needs a place to invite that guy and kind of, yeah. okay. Yeah. And, 
And so I just kind of held that back of my mind. And one day I was sitting at a Frothy Monkey, which is a coffee house down in uh, down in Franklin. And this girl was sitting across from me, and she was kind of across the across the way. And she ended up coming over. And she said, "You you know you passed her across." I said, "Yeah." She goes, "Let me tell you my story." And she said that she was a missionary and ended up coming back to town. And there was this guy that liked her, and she said, "Well." The only place I'll go with you is to church. So she brings him to church, <laughs> and the guy ends up coming, hearing the gospel, wow. giving his heart to Jesus, and ends up completely just getting turned upside down by the gospel. And now That's he's incredible. playing. They're going to a different church now, and he's playing bass in the band. You know, just loving Jesus, going yes. after him. And so I'm like, I'm like, well, okay, you know, that, <laughs> you know that that idea it. that theory that was basically thrown up in prayer god was like watch this you know oh so, i love it oh exactly. i'm bringing all my so future cool. boyfriends to cross that's right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> i love it uh, all right well before we jump into the book of james uh one more question for you so we want to know mm-hmm. what is your next best <laughs> talent or skill outside of pastoring this is wow. good next, this is very important next next best talent or um or skill uh, yeah you know, I am, um, that's a, that's a great, I can put away some lar bars. Oh. I can really, I can crush some lar bars. It's a mild addiction. I'll go ahead and put really? that out there. Do you have a favorite yes. flavor that yes, we need to know butter, about? Peanut butter, peanut butter cookie. There, there are okay. no other flavors of, of lar bars. So, okay. um, so I, I do, I'm, I'm a big fan there. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm just now getting into the TikTok because oh. that's because the quarantine will do it. and i just and have you no have rhythm, teenage daughters too so I, that makes I sense do, i do i do it for the love of the game in fact last night one of them asked me hey kid dad can we do this tiktok and she showed it to me and i uh i, I said i would so i'm gonna work on that tonight when i get wow. when i get home but uh oh. but yeah that's a, that's about it i love to you know i love to i, I like to work out re loves to work out i like it but i've got a 13 year old now who's loving to work out he gets up every morning and uh, and most mornings we get to work out together, oh, and so that's sweet. like one of our favorite things right now. Is, uh, so cool. He's my he's my, he's my swole mate. Yeah, right now. So, so wow. so. man, you're a pretty cool dude over here. We got lar bars, TikTok, and getting swole. <laughs> this is pretty awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh my uh, gosh! And that was a great way to get to know you a little bit. I yeah. feel like that's you in a nutshell yeah. now. <laughs> that's it. That's all there is to me. There's that's right. More, so. um, all right. Well, we want to jump into um, our. Our scripture for today, we're going to be diving into James 3. Um, we got some good stuff here, um, and we kind of just want to start at the beginning and kind of flow through it. So, um, And speaking of, Ken's and I have been so excited to have a pastor's perspective on this verse in particular. Yes, both of us. First one. <laughs> yeah. We've been anticipating this moment. But yeah, so let's just like talk about that right here, like James 3. One through two, it talks about leaders, you know, leaders, I'm sure pastors, I'm sure leaders in any capacity are going to be judged more strictly is what scripture says. Could you uh, just speak about this? Like, has this been, have you like found this to be true um, while pastoring? Yeah, no, it's a great question. You know, he starts at the top. He's like, not many of you should become teachers. You know, this seems kind of contrary to like what we think. We're like, yeah, everybody should be a teacher. And in many ways, everybody should, you know, teach. Uh, There's a discipleship component that I take take what the Lord has given me and I hand it off to somebody else regardless where you're. But but he's talking about like the office of teaching. I guess in James time, and there were a lot of people, you know, who 
who who wanted to teach, who wanted a platform, who wanted to be in front of people and expound on scripture, expound on truth, share what God was doing. You know, which I don't know that that's much different than that. Like mm-hmm, now yeah. with social media and now with you know, obviously that people are just going, man, I want, I want to, I want to say, I want to say something. But there's a difference between um, having to say something and having something to say. Yeah. Good. And I think what I think what James is is saying is just be be real careful, um, be real careful about about seeking that office, about seeking that position, about about striving for that place of having a platform, because there's an accountability that comes along with that. You know, and yeah. Paul tells Timothy, he's like, watch your life and doctrine closely. And so once you once you step up to a microphone and begin to begin to teach from that in that place like there's just there's a higher standard for doctrine and for lifestyle yeah and james is saying you're gonna be you're gonna be judged like you're gonna be judged you know camden asked me she was like dad do you get nervous when you get up there and talk and you know i don't know that i get i get nervous being from people like i used to but i get i get nervous about this accountability with god that man i'm speaking mm-hmm. like i'm speaking on behalf of him. Like I want the words of my mouth, meditation, my heart to be pleasing to him. I want to be pleasing. I think there was a time when I, I wanted to speak in front of people because I wanted my words to be pleasing to them, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and now I go, God, I want, I want what I'm saying to be pleasing to you. If there's, there's an accountability, if there's a higher judgment and I'm bringing that on myself by standing up there with a Bible in my hand and a microphone, like, Oh, you know, there's, there's like this fear of fear of God that really is the beginning right of wisdom but it comes to that fear. but I, I think you know when I was in college if we have a minute just to hang on this thought for a yeah, second yeah. when I was in college like I really wanted I wanted to do ministry you know I wanted to I wanted to speak I wanted to teach I, because I think the the seed of that gift was already given and I think probably some people who are listening like the seed is there like God yeah. has put that seed and when we receive spiritual gifts we receive them in seed form Mm, and so that good. seed has to be nurtured and cared for. But at the same time, we have to protect our heart, you know, because I think with that communication gift, this thing of pride, like we just we yeah. just have to continue to we have to continue to battle it. We have to continue to renounce it. We have to yeah. continue to, to run from yeah. that temptation to make it about make it about us. And and God will he'll uh, you know, he will um, he'll give us um, trials yeah. that refine they refine us. I remember one time I wanted to speak at this like a uh, disciple now thing. And they had this group that toured around and spoke at disciple nows. And I tried out for, it's kind of like the American idol of preachers, <laughs> you know, it's like college preachers and you had to get up and give That's like a five amazing. minute, you know, little talk. And they would tell you whether, and I remember the guy came to me, he's like, you know, you're not really what we're looking for. Oh. And, um, and I remember I was just crushed. Cause I was like, I have this gift, but I was, I was crushed. But, but my motives, it just took mm. time for me to remind, cause I wanted to do great things for God. Yeah, that was yeah. really. And then there was one time where, where I just failed miserably speaking publicly and God used that to refine me. And I got a book in the mail. It said many a young man's dream is to do great things for God, which really that just means I want to be well known and famous mm-hmm. and bring God along for the ride. Wow. It yeah, said okay. a better aim of one's life than to do great things for God is to do things for a great God. Mm-hmm. Mackenzie, that's what I felt like God was saying, Kevin, why don't you just do things and let me be the great one? That's good. So I think a lot of that judgment that gets heaped up on us, you know, that we take is because it's out of pride. And God's just like, I can't bless that. Yeah. yeah. I'll bless my word. It's eternal. My spirit's going to move through word because it will not return void. 
but I'm going to work to, to, to crucify, to get that part of you, to get you on the cross and me on the throne <laughs> is mm-hmm. what God wants to do. And it's, yeah. it, it is in that place of ministry where oftentimes we'll face circumstances where God's like, I'm going to refine that. And it's out of his kindness that he refines it and for, for his glory yeah. in it. But there's just a higher standard in doctrine and in, uh, and in lifestyle. Yeah. That's so good. And I love that because I think like, I know there's so many women listening right now who, who just probably do feel like a call in their life to, you know, as small as like starting a Bible study for their friends or things like that. And I think that, you know, knowing even that little nugget you gave about, Hey, are you doing this to please people? Are you doing this to please Mm -hmm. God? And I think like even just having that like little, little thing in your mind to to check yourself in as you're stepping into it is so good. And I know Mm -hmm. Ken's, I can even speak from my own experience, just how, the stepping into ministry is such a, it's such an interesting path and you really do like you feel that, that called to like just live higher and to like have the things you say line up with the things that you do. And it's interesting, but it's so worth it at the end of the day. Like it brings such a deep sense of joy and it's really, really cool. So I loved your perspective on that. Hey guys, we are so excited to tell you about one of our favorite online resources out there, and that is Faithful Counseling. And they actually provide professional mental health counseling from a biblical perspective. And I think we can all agree that there are just moments in our life where maybe we're struggling with something or walking through a tough season, and we need someone to come in and speak life into us and speak truth into us. And that's what I love about Faithful Counseling. It's all coming from a Jesus mindset or a Jesus perspective. And so they can provide so much truth and guidance. What's so cool is they're completely virtual. So no matter where you are listening, you can find a counselor. You can actually go online, fill out a little profile, and they will match you with the perfect counselor. There are hundreds of incredible counselors. Seriously, we've heard the most incredible testimonies. So this seriously might be such a big answer to so many of your prayers. Yes. And so if you're interested, simply go to getfaithful.com slash for the girl. That's getfaithful.com slash for the girl and you can actually get 10% off your first wow. month and you'll be communicating with your counselor in under 24 Let's hours. Go. That's so cool. I mean, seriously, answered prayers here is maybe there's something you're walking through right now that you need a counselor's perspective or maybe you just file it in the back of your brain and down the road, you'll remember this and can sign up then. But we believe in it so much, guys. Go check it out, Faithful Counseling. Okay, I want to jump into... Um, James three, a little bit of six through eight, which talks about the power of the tongue. And I just got to be honest, it sounds pretty, um, brutal here. It sounds pretty, just not very positive. Like it <laughs> says things like, you know, the tongue is, does, you know, makes great bows. It's this awful thing. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire. So can you just give us some insight of what James is trying to tell us here and about the power of the tongue? Yeah, you know, you know, I think I think he's using these great metaphors to to. I mean, almost it has a shock factor, right? Yeah, <laughs> because he's just going. He's going, man. It can bring such destruction, mm. and we know, like, we know what yeah. it's like to send to send a text, and mm. then go, oh man, I wish I could delete that. You know, yeah. like oh, we know yeah. what it's like to to fire off an email and go, you know what, man, the tone <laughs> just wasn't there, and that, and we know what it is to have a conversation, and oftentimes we say. The words that we regret to the people that we love the most, and we wish, yeah. ah, I wish I could bring that back. And, and he's just going, you, you can't, you know. Just like when that that, that fire begins to spread, yeah, um, you you can't go back and, and undo the destruction 
Uh, now, God will forgive, right? Mm-hmm. But, it, but it does damage to relationships, and it does damage people's hearts. And I think we got to remember, remember back up in the earlier where James was like, we, we all stumble in many ways. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, this is on all of, like, all of us stumble in many ways, and anyone who is never at fault in what they say is, per- is, is, what they say is perfect, able to keep the whole body. And remember, James had seen somebody who yeah. was able to do this, mm, yeah. right? He's the half brother. He's the half brother of Jesus. Can you imagine growing up in a half brother with oh, Jesus, right? I where, cannot. where you, <laughs> you know, where you're saying he doesn't stumble in any of his ways yeah. and everything that he says he does. And he is perfect. I mean, mm. imagine living, living, yeah. you know, in the, in the shadow of, of the son of God. But yet at the same time, James knew he knew the, the call to greater, and he knew, maybe he just knew even the damage that could be done. Maybe he knew the words that he said to Jesus, you know, wow. can you imagine, out of that jealousy or out of that comparison? Yeah. He's like, yeah. man, I wish I could, oh, I wish I could. And how many of us have just looked back and gone, man, I wish I could say that differently. I think that's the place that James has taken us to. But but notice, like, in there, he's going, he's going look, it's like a ship steered by a rudder mm-hmm. and like a bridle leads a horse you know it's these small things it's a small thing that controls this you know this beast uh, this this you know this uh this horse and this even going into battle and it leads the ship that's going to you know so so we have to we have to venture out from the from the harbor we have to venture out from the barn like we have to go put ourselves out there but then at the same time he's going man it's this small thing and i just think man it is it's the spirit yeah like it's the spirit of God that, that that leads us and guides us. So it's through a sensitivity to the spirit of God that we can actually use our, our words and our mouths in redemptive ways and ways mm. that bring in ways that bring healing rather than, you know, rather than harm and ways yeah. that bring life rather than death. And so yeah, yeah. um yeah, so it's it's being how can we be uh, the bridle of the spirit and the rudder of the spirit and the sail yeah. of the spirit to lead us. So that's so good. And I love it. And you just kind of started dipping your toes in that. But what are some like really practical ways that we as, you know, just followers of Jesus can kind of tame the tongue? We can like let our let the spirit lead us and guide us in this, because I mean, I know so many times words that I've said that have just been hurtful and oftentimes it's a reflection of what's happening in my heart. So mm-hmm. how can we as believers like really practically kind of lean into this and practice this? Yeah, you know, one of the most helpful practices in my life, just real, real practical, is in the mornings when mm-hmm. I'm sitting with the Lord, is going back and watching game film from the day before. It's mm, good, yeah. So I'll go back and I'll process the day before, and I'll say, you know, just ask the Holy Spirit, would you search my heart and my mind? Would you reveal anywhere or anything or any conversation to me where yeah. uh, where I was off, where it just wasn't honoring, wasn't pleasing to you, and. uh and I, I like doing it in the mornings because I te- rather than at night because in the mornings I tend to be kinder to myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's like true. his mercy, his mercies are new every single morning. You know, and his compassions they don't fail. There's something about that morning where oh, I just yeah, I receive his compassion, I receive his mercy, and uh, and then I begin to list out. You know, maybe there was a conversation or a meeting where I made something sound bigger than it really was. You know, mm-hmm. or maybe there was a. Maybe there was a conversation or a meeting where I just had kind of a, you know, a passive aggressive, or maybe there was something, maybe I got upset, you know, with a family mm-hmm. member and said something that I regret, you know, like, yeah. and he reveals those things. And then, you know, the, 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 one of the best things I think we could do is just to, to feel sorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, to feel, feel sorrow like man, I am really sorry. And, and to feel that sorrow 
with the Lord. It's his kindness that leads us to repentance, but to repent means to come home, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so it's in that in that place where it says in in what is it? In in quietness, in uh, stillness is your salvation, quietness and trust is your strength. There's a passage in Isaiah I'm thinking of, but it's all it's like in repentance, yeah, is your salvation. You know, it's just that in that coming home and in that quietness and in that stillness, that's where we find that that repentance and that strength. So it's in those mornings that like, oh God, I let my heart. And I, and then I go after I let my heart feel that sorrow with him and then confess it to him. Then I go back and I confess it to the person. And that's not the fun part. That's the worst part. Yeah. Confessing to God is easy. You know, yeah. <laughs> if we want to be, <laughs> if we want to be, if we want to be forgiven, confess to mm. God. If we want to feel forgiven, confess to another person. That's good. Yeah. But it's through the, you know, when we confess to another person, like that's just, that requires us to humble ourselves, which again, battles the pride, right? We humble ourselves, we confess. And then what it does is it heals. And I'll tell you like half of the time, the person says, man, I don't even remember you saying that, you know? Mm, yeah. And so part of us like, well, man, I wish I wouldn't have brought it up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the refining, yeah. like God's doing the work in us. And when we go back and say we're sorry, it helps us go, man, I really don't want to do that next time. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, part of, that's part of the, the pain of that is part of God's discipline for us. And he mm. disciplines those he loves. And so he's disciplining us. He's making us more like Christ so that we don't want to go back down that trail again. And, uh, and okay. so that's part of the crucifixion of the old man so that we can live in this newness of life. So. It's so good. I look back on my spiritual journey and I feel like, those are some of the moments where I grew the most, like through a simple conversation mm. of like a hard conversation with a friend going back and apologizing. And those moments are so humbling. They're so uplifting. Um, it's just good. I love that you pointed that out. I want to um, speak on one thing. It might feel random, but I think it's relevant. Yeah. Um Speaking of like even above when it talked about like leaders being judged, I think it's connected here to the power of your words. I see so often just just people, myself included, have often spoke poorly of people in leadership, of churches. There often can be this like negative conversation and judgment put, put to like different churches or different leaders could you just speak into that a little bit i think it's something that people need to hear like hey we shouldn't be speaking this way it's clearly like put in scripture the power of our words and bringing life to these places so i don't know if you have any encouragement or words of wisdom or anything you would say speaking towards that yeah you know paul talks about um man he talks about i think it's in corinthians where he talks about carnality you know, and a life yeah. of carnality and life in the spirit. And he talks about, you know, the, the, he talks about people being like babes, like infants mm -hmm. and like the infants aren't able to feed themselves and aren't able to feed others. You know, that's what I mean. <laughs> infants can't help themselves and can't help others. Right. Yeah. And then he goes on, but he says another mark of a lack of mm -hmm. maturity is that some say, Hey man, I'm going after Apollo. So man, I'm going after Paul, you know, like, like where we, like where we, we, we connect ourselves with, with even a person, even a pastor or a leader or a speaker or a communicator, um, and, and tether ourselves to them sometimes even more than Jesus, yeah. right? 
And yeah. so I think we have to we have to be careful. It's almost like what Jesus is like, no, I'm I'm gonna be your teacher. The spirit is gonna be your teacher. You will have pastors and you will have leaders, but I think we all have to make sure that that our primary feedback, you know, is yeah. coming from Jesus and from the Spirit. And yeah. I think sometimes when we, and I just know I've been guilty of this. I've had people where I've read everything that they've written. I've had pastors that I've listened to all the time. And sometimes I've become more about, about a pastor or a leader or a teacher, even more than Jesus. Mm. And, yeah. uh, and so I think, oh man, who we're listening to the most is who we're being discipled the most by. And Paul says, you know, follow me as I follow Christ. So there is this this connection. And we do need spiritual leaders and we do need teachers that we receive from. But I think part of that, I think where it can get a little bit wonky is sometimes when we get more connected with a person here on the planet than we are with the, with the spirit of God and with, uh, with Jesus there. And because when it is that way, like then we can start comparing like Apollos and Paul and we can, you know, we can, and we get into that comparison where Paul is saying, no, I want you to be, I don't want you to have this carnal thing going on. I want you to person, person of spirit. So that'd be one encouragement I give where I'd say, you know what, in my life, it's been the most unhealthy has been when, um, when I've, when I've linked more with a, with a human voice than I have with the, with the divine. The second thing that I would just give an encouragement is like, you know, you know what, we do need to be aware that there are false teachers. Yeah. So there are false teachers and there are teachers. There are people who, who aren't living out what they say. You know, there are people who, who are communicating one thing and living a life that's contrary to the gospel. Yeah. But probably, you know, the majority, <laughs> of, yeah. you know, I put like the vast majority of people, most people just, man, we got to give them the benefit of the doubt, Yeah, yeah. you know, and we got to fill that gap. And sometimes we've been wounded by church leaders that we've been wounded by people that we trusted. And then they, you know, they, they violated that trust. And then we have a trust gap. And we can fill that trust gap with all, you know, and then we're, our, then we're saying, well, prove yourself to me before we extend trust, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I think sometimes like we just, we have, to, we have to fill that gap with trust until we see contrary. And then at the same time, like, I think we got to pray for our leaders. Yeah. And, and when we prayed, I remember a pastor back in the 1800s, he asked, for his, he asked for the people of his church. He said, would you pray for me on Saturday night and pray for me on Sunday morning? And, yeah. and I thought that was interesting. Pray for me when the sun's going down on Saturday night, because I got to preach a message tomorrow. And pray for yeah. me on Sunday morning when I wake up. But <laughs> if you're praying for your pastor, you're more likely to hear a word from God That's from them. Good. Because you, you can't have a critical eye in a, a, or a critical spirit in an open ear. That's good. Yeah. You know, so, so I think by having, by having a, a heart that's going, I'm praying for this person. God, would you speak through this man or through this woman? Would you speak through them? God, would, my heart is open. And as I'm praying for them, then I'm open to receive mm. all the good things that God would want to give. Yeah. So. That's good. so good. That's like such just good little nuggets and just things to yeah. keep in your mind. Because I think our human heart sometimes, we do tend to to want to be judgmental. And it's so funny. Like I think of an interesting thing about this whole thing James is talking about, like our tongue is just so likely if we don't carefully watch it to like do harm. But I love that it kind of talks about how in verses nine through 12, it talks about how, you know, with the same tongue, we, we praise and we curse. We, we do do both, but just to kind of end on, on, you know, like let's end on a positive uplifting note here of, you know, that our, our words do hold power to like, 
speak life. Our words can hold the power to like share the gospel, share the good news. Our, our words do have the power to like change the atmosphere to like unleash the Holy Spirit, all these different things. And so can you even just give some words of encouragement for maybe the girl listening who maybe has been like stuck in this process of maybe like gossiping or talking bad about people or destructive, just like with her words and how can she kind of just start to, to flip the switch and start using her words for, to speak life and to praise. Yeah. You know, when they talk, we talk about like mountain biking down a hill or skiing down a hill, most people who hit trees, you know what they were thinking right before they hit the tree? What? <laughs> don't, 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 don't hit, hit the, the tree. tree. <laughs> I mean, they're really, they're thinking don't hit the tree because yeah, they were looking at the tree. The thing that took them out, they were looking at. And most of the time in life, when we want to overcome a sin or there's something that continues to trip us up, we're just thinking, don't do that. Don't yeah, do that. Don't good. do that. And what do we, we end up doing that because that's where our focus, you know, our focus is. And so I would say, you know, to flip it. So let's say we're going, man, I, I just, I've got to quit gossip. I'm carrying this sense of, um, man, this, this conviction of this pattern to, to gossip. So I think going, man, I'm going to like, I'm going to be a blessing bomber today. You know, like I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to be a blessing <laughs> ninja. Like I'm going to look for opportunities to give words of blessing. And so to really make it, make that the the focus and go, Jesus, would you show me who to bless? You remember Jesus said, I only do what the father tells me to do. I only say what the father tells me to say. And so I think a great question when we're in conversation is, God, what do you want me to do? And what do you want me to say? Yeah. And to flip the script, to put the pressure on God. So the pressure is not on you to put it on him. Say, God, <laughs> yeah. would you inspire my words? Would you show me what to say? And then the, then, and then the courage to say, yeah. how many times have you like written the text and then deleted the text and then written it and then deleted <laughs> it and then not just not sent a text because you've so overthought, you know, like, oh, yes. like what you were going to say, right? That happens to me all the time. You know, where I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then I just end up, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to forfeit the text and just not send anything. Yeah. Like we do that because we overthink things. Sometimes it's just trust in the spirit to just send the word, mm-hmm. you know, and just put it out there. It's the vulnerability and trusting God, would you do something with that? So I, I think, and then can I, can I go to the pastor, to the leader thing? Yeah. I think there are so many people who, who are listening where God, God would want to use you to speak life into a pastor or into one of your leaders or into, you know, your small group leader or into somebody like there is, you know, the scripture talks about, well, you know, if somebody's a teacher, if somebody's a preacher, that they should be honored or that, you know, that they should be, that they should be given. Like we we use that sometimes we think, well, we should take care of them financially if somebody's in it. And I'm not talking about prosperity gospel. I'm just like, well, if somebody is a preacher that, you know, they should have uh, that they should have some kind of monetary, you know, provision for their family if they they work at the church. So we take that. But I think even I think like a better thought on that is like, yeah. what if we said, God, I want to, you know, these people who are giving the word out, like I want to give a word of encouragement to them. Yeah. And my prayer would be for every person listening that God would give you a word of encouragement to somebody who's in spiritual leadership in your life or somebody who you've benefited from or somebody that you've been blessed by to give a word back to them. And here's the cool thing about that is like such a safe place to start. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> yeah. like, are these people you, and you know the word. So if you find a scripture, you find a thought, or even if you just have a word of encouragement, just, just throw that out there. So I think part of like making that our focus is saying, God, would you, would you reveal to me what to say? And then just putting yourself out there in the vulnerability to uh to say it and mm-hmm. and you'd be a blessing because it just means a lot you know for to receive those words That's and right. um 
difference it can make but that's that's right i love that a blessing bomb really got me i'm like ready for that all right kevin so we read through you know all of james three at at this point we've made it all the way through um looking at this scripture you know as you skim through even the things we've talked about or maybe something that we haven't spoken what's like one thing for speaking to the women listening to this podcast as you you reflect on this conversation, what's like the biggest thing you feel like they really do need to hear in this? What is like James telling them? What can they take away? Like your, your biggest advice. Yeah. You know, I, I, I would just, I would encourage, I love where James ends chapter three. He ends it yeah. with wisdom. Yeah. I mean, let's just think he's, he's seen wisdom personified wisdom personified as Jesus. Yeah. And so Jesus is the wisest person who's, who's ever, who's ever lived. And, uh, and then he said, but if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, you know, he's like, so he puts it up against that. You know, he's like, that doesn't come from heaven. But he says, wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all, pure than peace, loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. And peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Yeah. And so that would be, that would be my prayer for every person listening. Like right now, that's what our world needs. Yeah. You know, our world needs people who have this reverence, this awe. You know, where he talks about in Hebrews that everything that can be shaken has been shaken. You know, mm-hmm. that's where we're at. It says, but you are part of a kingdom that is unshakable. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you're part of a kingdom that's unshakable because. You, uh, you worship in awe and reverence. Yeah. And our God is a consuming fire. So God, would my prayer would be, God, would you, would you, the consuming fire, as we worship in awe and reverence, or would you refine our words in a way that we're the people who sow in wisdom, that we're the people who speak forth words of purity, words of mercy, good fruit, impartial and sincere, and that on the other side of this, what we're going through right now, that God, we would see a harvest of righteousness. And that's going to come through the way that we speak and the way that we live. And you know what I pray? I pray that there would be many who would be listening, that God would put that call in their heart to be yeah. preachers and teachers of the word, mm. to be proclaimers of truth, and that He would that they would trust him to provide the platform. But until he provides the platform, that they would say, God, would you prepare my heart? And would you help me use the words across a coffee table or words in a living room or words on a podcast mm. or words on a phone call or in a text message to use words? Would you train me how to use my words so that, God, when you give the platform, when you give the opportunity, it would be from that same heart? Yeah. That'd wow. be my prayer. So good. Thank you so much, Kevin. Like seriously, everything you said and just that last little like bit you shared is so encouraging to so many women. I know like even that just amped me up, got me excited. (laughs) Um, And we're just so thankful that you came on the For the Girl podcast. You took a risk, hung out with us girls (laughs) today. We're really thankful for you. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for for having me. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, Thank you guys so much for listening to For The Girl Podcast, and we will talk with you guys soon. Bye. Wow, that was so good. I love him. He is such like a sweet, kind persona. Yes, seriously, I learned so much. That was incredible. 
so good. I cannot wait for Fire Friday. Fire wow. Friday is lit. Yes. Have you guys been lit. keeping up with our Fire Friday on Instagram over at For The Girl? We- underscore, underscore, <laughs> underscore. I was going to skip it this time, oh, but no way. let's include it. Yeah. We Just have in a weird Instagram handle. Um, Just kidding. But yes, every Friday we wrap up the week with a fun little episode on our IGTV where we go through a drive through we get random food, and we talk about what we learned and a challenge for the week. Go watch. They're pretty fun. I'm pretty glad we're pacing these drive throughs or else we'd be I'd be eating my summer bod. That's right. Not going well. But (laughs) we splurge. We splurge. We splurge. But next week we're so excited because we are studying James Four and we have Pastor Dave Clayton from Ethos Church here in Nashville, Tennessee. And it's gonna be amazing you it's guys. gonna be amazing guys so jump into james four with us this week in your booklet it's week five in your booklets we know it's confusing but james four and um we will talk to you guys next week bye